All right, welcome to Pondering Passages, the podcast. This is really exciting. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, episodes before, and if you want to go and look for those, they are anywhere that your podcast can be found. But today, David Mullins and I get to be in the same room, and we get to talk about uh, Psalm 121. If you haven't had a chance yet, I want you to go back and uh, look for it in YouTube. We've we've released the Pondering Passages section about Psalm 121, and we just wanted to reflect a little bit on one specific passage or or the, the way that this is used. And so, David, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Oh, it's great to be here, Kurt Austin. All How are you right. doing, my this, friend? This is exciting. Uh, uh, I want to keep this we we one of the things we want to do is keep this at uh, about 15 minutes so i'm going to keep an eye on the clock I'll I, cut that are we able to do that oh yeah i can edit. Minutes, I'm, okay. I'm using oh, I'm using, uh, okay oh yeah Ed, yeah we edit, can. edit out all okay and and since well, they can't see the video uh you know yeah yeah, yeah we can we can easily do that all right so um psalm 121 is uh, at least in my life a very familiar psalm, right? Uh, Agreed. Agreed. We have, as Methodist pastors, me a former, Dave a current, uh, we have used this passage countless times. It's part of the the uh, service for funerals. Yeah, officially called the service of death and resurrection. There you go. And so it's probably leans more on the resurrection side, right? Than the death side. But yes, uh, usually that, yeah. That rem- reminding folks that this is not the end. Yeah. So uh, I looked up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So I was thinking about, go ahead. So, so that's the first two verses. Uh, those are the verses you want to focus on in this podcast. Well, I really, not even the verses as much as just what's your, been your experience using that in funerals? Do you, I struggled always when I would do a funeral and I would read this. I love the passage. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. But is it just a platitude? Is it is it is it true? If if my if my I'll I'll just get personal. My nephew was uh killed in a well, he he was in a terrible, terrible car wreck and had a severe brain injury, brain shear. He he, he died several weeks later. Um even if he had lived, his he his he would not have had a life of any kind um, because he was, he was so brain damaged. If the pastor had read that passage, I look to the hill from where does my help come? He will not let you stumble. Uh, The one who watches over you will not slumber. I felt like God fell asleep and my nephew was, was tragically injured. How is that comforting to me when he went through that? And we as a family are going through this. What do you say to somebody like that, Dave? Well, I look at this almost like, like an invitation. I mean, the question is still, I mean, the, the psalmist asks a question, really. Uh, I mean, he, he he's talking about his testimony. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord. And so the question I think this asks is, where does your help come from? So when, when you went through that experience with your nephew, where did your help come from? You know, and, and it might not have been the Lord. Well, it was but certainly a trying time. What what other options do you do you have at that point? 
you can't see this on the audio, but I have a wry smile on my face uh, <laughs> because it's a it's an excellent question, right? What what are the other options? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, in in some of my training, uh, we we come to the conclusion that there are two options. You can feel you can actually abandon yourself to God, or you can feel abandoned by God. Right. Exactly. And each option, it's, it's like you come to a, a split in a road, and it's like, which path am I going to take? One, I abandon myself to God, and that's where this psalmist is talking in Psalm 121. Mm -hmm. The other option is say, you know what? God fell asleep at the wheel. He's not there. He let me down. Uh, this stuff doesn't work. It's all fairy tales. And that's another path that you can take. Uh, and, and I think for me, the question is, where do those two paths lead to? That's really great. So if I'm sitting in a funeral and somebody reads this passage to me and, and many others, right? Yea, yeah. though I walk yeah. through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Uh, all of those are kind of a, a call to remember where it is that we've put our faith. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Um, it's not simply a matter of this is, this is, you, you'd better think this way. Right. As much as you could think this way, you could believe this. And in fact, my experience has shown me that when people do believe that, they're able to, what, what, how did you say the first thing? Turn to your, turn into yourself or uh, ab abandon yourself to God, abandon yourself to God or, or uh, feel abandoned by God. Right. And so the people who do believe this then are more abandoning themselves versus feeling completely abandoned. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in my experience has been, you know, those that are, are able to hear the invitation in Psalm 121 and abandon themselves to God and say, you know what, God, I don't understand. I don't know why this happened. Uh, but yet... You know, it's a it's a service of death and resurrection. So realizing that God is faithful, even if we don't understand what that faithfulness looks like, they're able to go to life in what's called an appreciative way to mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. to have a sense of maybe joy, have a sense of hope, anticipation, those that feel abandoned by God. Uh, the question is, where do you turn for your hope? Uh, and, and, you know, I'll use the term, you know, one actually forms us in potential joy. The other pretty much deforms us. And, and mm -hmm. that, that, that deformation continues to take place. And, and sometimes people just continue to go down a darker and darker path unless something happens to where they do have a sense that God is still there uh, again, but you, you don't always understand what God's up to. You know, what's fascinating is that um, the number of funerals that we've done together, probably in the hundreds, I would think at this point in your career and the number that oh, I I've did. killed off. My, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> probably hundreds. <laughs> you, but, you know, you do these people, funerals. You and, know what well, people have told me and it says, I'm just dying to have you to do my funeral. Oh, come on. That's so bad. You can That's cut so that bad. out. I'm, I'm leaving it just to show the bad, 
the bad level of humor that you bring to this. But but you have you you think about the number of people that you you take care of over the years where you are engaged in their life and they go through a terrible thing like this. And yeah. Or, or anything, you know, grandma's 98 and she dies and people still can't wrap their brain around oh, yeah. the fact that she's, she's gone. We're, we're never, we're never ready. We're never ready. Right. When, when yeah. it's someone we really love and they mean a lot to me and, and we, we well, they just mean so much. We're never ready to let yeah. go of that person. Yeah. And my grandmother, she was in her eighties. She had congestive heart failure. She died and it pretty much took, took apart the family. You know, okay. it just was not, yeah. it was not the same without grandma. Um, but the people within the family who, um, understood this idea that it's death and resurrection, yeah. that, that they're, you know, I am looking not to the Hills, but in fact, to God f- yeah. for my help, uh, they were able to face that a little differently than the people who said, you know, the world will never be the same without grandma kind of it, And I, I, don't feel comfortable going through some of what I've seen at the end of funerals when the family was not a family of faith. Yeah. Uh, but it's literally not wanting to let go. Yeah. Uh, and those who do have a faith, I mean, they're, they're devastated uh, still, but yet if, if, if grandma had the same hope, uh, or dad or the mm-hmm. child, mm-hmm. Uh, there is that confidence that, you know, there's more to life than just this life. Yeah. Uh, I, there's more I, than here. I went to a funeral of a, of a two-year-old who drowned uh, at the side of a lake. Oh, and man. the family um, was, they were part of our church, but the, the parents of this child were not. Okay. So we went to support the grandparents. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and, uh, the family that the parents had decided to let the funeral home director do the funeral and he, Dave, oh my gosh, he, he said, uh, you know, this child died. So you'd get, you, you, you know, you'll never see this baby again because oh my gosh. Until, until you give your life to Jesus. I mean, it was oh, everything, yeah, it was everything, yeah. but give your, give your heart to Jesus who will help comfort you through this time. But in yeah. fact, God created this time to really mess with you. You oh, know, I mean, yeah. it was, it was, yeah. a, it was a horrible, yeah. I wrote a, le- I wrote a scathing yeah. letter to the funeral home. It's like, this guy should never, ever be allowed to stand up in front of anybody. I can't even believe he's a funeral director. If that's what he truly believes. Well, uh, it, I, I mean, funeral directors, some of them don't, I mean, they, they, they don't necessarily have faith. Uh, they, they, I mean, they know that it's a uh, it's a career that will always be needed. Yeah, you yeah. know people are dying. Oh wait a minute, you already used that joke. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it but it, it's uh, it can be troubling sometimes the way people perceive, um, you know. And then when you take a passage like this where it it could be just hollow, but I love that maybe it's maybe it's important for us to spend a little time in that. You know, uh, I mean, when we're when we're doing grief counseling, or when yeah. we're doing a funeral, or when we're and, a family member, is just to remind folks, it, you know, it, that's it, where I'm getting my strength. And, and I think the, I think the question this passage asks is where. I mean, the psalmist is saying, you know, this is me. This is yeah. this is yeah. me. Where does your help come from? And what might you be forfeiting? 
if you place your hope anywhere else, what might you be missing out on? I love that. I love it. Well, thanks for thanks for thinking through this with me. I appreciate it. Uh, we are uh, at the time. I wanted to let everybody know that the Pondering Passages podcast is available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's a production of the Pondering Passages Network. You can learn more about Pondering Passages by vis- visiting our website at ponderingpassages.com, where you can find links to our videos, blog posts, so much more. And you can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. This program is recorded using Audacity, a free open source cross-platform audio software that's perfect for all your audio needs. And our theme music is provided by www.bensound.com. From David and myself, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.